Hey guys, this is week 10 of Basecamp. Coming into the final stretch of the program. Um, hopefully you've found it enjoyable and efficacious and helpful. Um, so this week, no housekeeping items. We're going to go straight into the training. Um, almost, well, all of the sessions that you will be doing this week are further iterations on ones that you've done in prior weeks. So the quality workout this week is a hill series. Second time we've done this. One to two mile warm up and cool down. And then you have two to three miles of hills run in a series. And this is a continuation of all the hill training we've been doing. You can refer to weeks four, six, and eight for the basic primer on hills. And week six specifically for addressing a hill series. So I'm going to review most of that information right now. But in this session, we're going to run basically a series of hills. So two, three, four, five hills, depending on the length of your hill and the distance that you want to run. You're looking for um, a variety of different hills, ones that have different lengths and different um, pitches or um, grades so that you get a, a good variety um, and we'll want to be, what we're going to be working on this week um, is, again, fine-tuning that ability to manage and control your efforts on both the uphill and the downhill portion of hills. So um, when we've been running repeats, we've been focusing mostly on one entity, just the going up of the hill. Um, and both the up and downhill are important parts of the way that you'll be addressing and, and confronting or coming into contact with hills on runs and with hills in races as well. So you want to approach these um, as a continuous um, thing. Rather than looking at it as uphill and downhill, what I'm suggesting to you is through the hill series is that you're stringing together a series and adjusting and modulating your efforts based on what you're coming up with. I highly recommend you do this on a course that you've already done. Um, it's really beneficial to have done it on the same course you did on week six. But if week six was a complete shit show and you just don't want to do it that way, or if you're you know, now stuck on a treadmill for whatever reason, um, you don't have to do it on the same thing. But um, it's beneficial for you to do that, okay? So again, I just want to reiterate that we are not breaking up the hill into two portions, the uphill and the downhill. We're looking at it as from a series and though the hill becomes one entity, um, an up and a down, and that that series of hills becomes one basic session, one basic workout. And you want to be thinking about it from that approach. You want to be approaching it with that kind of understanding of the overall effort that you're going to be putting in. Now, for some of you, that hill series may be that you go out for, let's say, 800 meters or a mile, and you've got a variety of different hills, a little hilly section that you want to do, and you can do out and back that way if you choose to. Or you can put it all together in one loop or um, one continuous run and get picked up at the end. It's completely up to you. But what you're looking for is creating a series of hills, all right? So we want to... Con basically be doing an adjustment of this as opposed to the first week. First week, I just asked you to do just to run the hills and to adjust your efforts based on going up and going down. And what I want you to do this time is to do some work on those hills. I want you to practice um, working a little bit harder on your uphill, not being afraid to push the uphill, 
taking the top of the hill, so coming up over the top of it, and then controlling and recovering on the downhill as you approach um, the bottom of that hill and then into the next one. So two things I want to bring to your attention. Number one is that it is never beneficial to push hard or to speed up into any hill. Um, This is a common mistake that many people make. My suggestion is always to have a healthy amount of respect for a hill when you meet it and to meet it head on, yes, to engage with it with an intent and an intention of being effectively um, running the hill in a partnership, sort of you and the hill together, or if you've got more of a uh, of sort of a victory mindset, if you want to just push and try to beat the hill, you can do it that way too. Typically, I don't recommend that mode, but I know that sometimes maybe you, you come at it from that perspective. But I want you to not look at the hill and attack it, but instead to run it. And then if you want to attack anything, attack the top of the hill. When I was in high school, I did lots and lots of hill repeats. And my father would always, he was my coach, and he would always talk about the downhill being as important as the uphill. So we would do a a hill, but we would run up one side, down the other, turn around, run up one side, back down the other. And it was always to take the top of the hill. And so what that means is that you're running up over the top of the hill, accelerating through the top of the hill, and back down the backside. Why? Because, number one, it'll put you in a mindset of of control. It puts you in a mindset of not doing the early part of the hill too fast. It also puts you in a mindset of controlling your efforts up and over. And finally, it links the two hill, the uphill and the downhill together. There's another benefit, and that's the fact that nearly everybody that you run against or with in um, your running will take their foot off the gas pedal as they reach the top of the hill. They will take a deep breath. They will be like, oh, God, thank goodness. And if you're of the mindset to take the top, come up over the top of the hill and accelerate down into the downhill, you use very little effort to make that extra push. It's mostly a psychological challenge because most people just want to let off. I see it all the time as well when you watch some kids kids running races. You see them as they approach the finish line to take their foot off the gas pedal and cruise across the line rather than running through the finish line. Never will you see a highly trained professional athlete back off. Or if they do back off, they know that they've got that race won completely. So my suggestion is just flip your mentality. Get yourself into the kind of mindset that says, I am going to take the top of every hill that I run. And guess what? You'll be recovering on the downhill. You don't have to run fast all the way down the downhill. You just take the top, run accelerate through the top of the hill, all the way using the downhill and starting then starting to push to the bottom of the hill and take your foot off the gas pedal, slowly float to the finish, and then you can adjust each hill that way. Now you're sort of flipping the hill series and taking advantage of the gifts that it gives. So taking the top allows you to maybe accelerate a little bit more on the downhill um, and recover on the down, but also use it to launch yourself into the next hill series, that the next hill that you have in your series. So that's an imp- mental approach I highly suggest that you look at. Okay, a couple of things about your hills. So um, I'm just going to reiterate what I talked about in, in week six. So a hill series, you have a lot of room for creativity. Um, just use the series of hills in your neighborhood or around your workplace. You can also use a treadmill, and I'll talk about that in just a second. You can add as much order as you want to, or I allow a little chaos terrain in and just show run what shows up. But whatever you're doing, I want you to remember that you're not looking for steep hills that will require you to walk up them. 
All right, you're looking for hills that have a bit of range to them. They're a little bit steep in some cases, but if it's steep, it's short. And if it's um, long, it's not as steep. And that allows you um, to keep in the running mode and not have to walk up the hills. So, of course, if you do have to walk, that's okay. But you should try to, um, you shouldn't be trying to add an, an, an extra layer or an extra amount of difficulty. You're already going to have enough of a challenge, enough difficulty by, um, by running the hills themselves. Please don't try to make it an extremely challenging route, okay? I'm trying to teach you how to moderate and modulate your effort, your pace, and your body mechanics when you're running up and downhill. So we don't want to add too much additional stress on the situation. So addressing um, treadmills. Somebody asked me about, what if I need to use a tra treadmill on a hill series? So many hit, um, treadmills come with a pre-programmed option on the treadmill software to use a series. I don't know exactly what they'll call it. Um, I've usually seen it as a series or a program, hill program, something of that nature. Um, sometimes maybe you can even go in and plug in um, what you want that to be and make that yourself. Um, more modern software allows you to do that. But um, if you're using a treadmill, um, here are the things that you really want to do. You just want to keep your hill length between 100 meters and 400 meters. You can make them shorter if you want to. They can be 50, 75 meters as well. But just in that range, right? If you're going to have a 50 to 75 meter range, you probably want it to get up towards the 5.5-6% um, uh, grade. And if you're uh, on a longer hill, that's maybe 400 meters. Maybe it's 1%, 2 3% grade, somewhere around there. It just depends. Um, and you want to, like I said, you want to keep your hill lengths between 100 and 400 meters, and you want to vary your incline to between 2 and 6% grade. Okay, and remember to leave the speed alone. Do not be adjusting your speed element if you're plugging this in on a cal on, on your treadmill. Just hold the pace at whatever you think um, is reasonable for a flat section and then work um, harder on the sections that are uphill. So you'll have to adjust your, your effort and you have to adjust your stride length and adjust things, but you don't have to adjust your pace, which creates way too much confusion when you're dealing with a treadmill of trying to adjust the length of your hill, the grade of your hill, the amount of time that you're running, the space that you're running. There's just too many variables to be paying attention to. So you really want to, um, adjust that. Be careful, um, with your treadmill running downhill because some of your, um, some of your, your treadmills may not allow that to happen. So if that happens, the treadmill will usually go up and then down to level and then back up and then down to level. That's just fine. Um, this is one argument why not having doing it on a treadmill is really a better better reason for doing it. But if that's the case, you're just taking advantage of what's available for you. So just um, adjust your efforts accordingly for that, okay? So one last thing is we're increasing the total hill series run volume from one to two miles of the series to two to three miles. But anybody that's doing maybe the 50 to 60 mile per week group, if you want to extend that distance to say three to four miles of hill series, feel free to do so. Okay. You guys are now at the position where you have enough knowledge. You should be able to moderate, modulate and moderate these um, to your needs and your desires. Okay, moving on to the speed economy session for this week. Again, this is a repeat from week seven. We are doing the hills and builds. So you'll find a shorter hill, maybe 50 to 100 meters long at the most. If you're using a treadmill, again, I suggest 75 meters at about 40, about 4% grade to use for the session. You'd like it to be close to a flat road or a track that is adjacent to the hill. Um, and you're doing that because we're going to do a couple of hill repeats and then we're going to come over and do some 400 meter builds on top of that. Okay. 
So your hill can be a little steeper than the hill reps or the hill series that we've been working on, but it doesn't have to be. So what we're working on is strong, beautiful running command, running mechanics as you run up a hill. We're not charging a hill. We're not attacking it. We're not running it in a very challenging, challenging way. We're just running up the hill. You want to focus on your mechanics here. This means you're going to focus on pushing off the ground, driving your knees up. When you push off the ground, drive your knees up and throw your elbows back, staying tall throughout that. Do not run hard. Just try to run with beautiful form. That will make this session challenging enough, okay? And then you just walk back to the bottom of the hill, and you want to do um, do four of these, and then you'll take a five-minute rest, okay? So you're going to do four times the hill with a walk down, and then you're going to do um, move over, take five minutes rest, and you're going to head over to the track or to the flat road, and then you're going to do some builds. So you're going to do four 400-meter builds, Again, we've talked about builds many times in this, where you get faster and faster and faster as you progress. For when doing 400-meter builds, you want to be thinking about starting off at somewhere around a medium effort for your first 100 meters, and then get a little faster for the next 100 meters, get a little faster for the third 100 meters, and finally, by that fourth, 400, fourth 100 meter, you should be really flying fast, smooth, relaxed, and strong. Okay, Then you want to take an easy 400-meter easy jog after each of those builds. Okay, so that's a re again, that's a repeat of week seven. If you need more details, you can go back to week seven and read the notes on that. This week, the long runs, 30 to 40 miles per week, you have 10 to 12 miles easy. 40 to 50 miles per week, you guys have 14 miles easy. And 50 to 60 miles per week, you guys are at 16 miles easy. So there you see, we are definitely up into the long, long run. Now, everybody is in a place where this is a really long run, and hopefully you're feeling like you've got um, control of this, you feel good about it, and that it's been a progressive and consistent ability for you to get to that distance. All right, so this week's fundamental is community, okay? This, con this, this conversation is especially going to be a little different than I had planned um, at the outset of this overall base camp program, and that's because we find ourselves... Um, in the middle of a pandemic, the, co uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, we are all sheltering in place. And the aspects of community that we find so important and critical and essential to our running, to most of us find in our running, has been taken away because we are not able to run in groups of more than two, um, if anybody, if people can even do that. Um, and so what I want to talk about here, basically, is to just to give a short, quick uh, discussion of community in general. And then I want to talk about maybe some adjusted ways that you can handle and manage community um, in this time where you're not able to get out and run with other people. So the first point is just that running is an individual sport, but it finds so much of the meaning and the purpose associated with it by doing it with other people. There's nothing like getting in a long, easy, continuous run with a group of friends where you can banter about talking about all kinds of different things throughout the day, politics, um, spirituality, uh, your frustrations with your partner, your frustrations with work, um, all of the details, the sordid details of our lives come out on these runs. And that's the benefit of the community. The benefit of other people to run with is that you get an opportunity to commune. In a lot of ways, the way that um, those folks who don't aren't in a uh, religious practice and maybe don't have a church or another kind of community like that, sometimes the running community is the only community they have. So that's why at this time it's so 
um, such a loss for so many people. But I want to give you some suggestions about how to handle that and how to manage that now. The first is to get on Strava. Get on Strava and just search for people in your community, people you already know. In our group, you can get online. Check out the um, the, the Facebook thread that we have for this group. But you could also um, get access to the Telus Running um, Strava group. We've got a group there as well. And just look and commune with other people, even if you have to do it virtually. Connect with other people in your community that you know who are runners who maybe you don't get to see on a day-to-day basis. Or maybe there's people who you have been running with in the past and you guys can set up opportunities to run at the same time even if you're not running the same courses at the same exact time that they're running. Just trying to be creative with ways in which you can be um, generating and creating a sense of community. So I'll probably in the future have a much more thorough and... um, uh, discussion about community, but in this time, it just feels a little hollow and a little, um, just a little sad that we're all missing and truly wishing that we had the element that is so important and critical to all of us. And one of the reasons why we run in the first place is to do it with other people. All right, you guys have a great week. We'll talk next week.